Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 9th of April. Before I begin the podcast, I'm happy to inform all our listeners that Daily Dose is now a part of Google News Briefing. That means there's a quicker way to access the podcast daily. All you have to do is ask your Google Assistant to play the news, then go to Settings, News, click on Add New Source and look for Daily Dose. Once you find it, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. And voila, you're all set for a comprehensive daily news update. Coming to the news of the day, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in India rose to 5,734 today. The death toll in the country is now 166. In the last 24 hours, India has reported 570 new infections and 17 deaths. It took India 13 days after a fresh case was reported on March 2nd to cross the 100 mark. Over the next 14 days after that, India had more than 1,000 cases. By April 7th, or the next 9 days, the number had crossed the 5,000 mark. At this rate, India is en route to touch 10,000 cases in about a week. According to a government statement, Prime Minister Modi emphasized that several state governments, district administrations and experts had pressed for an extension of the lockdown. However, he said he would hold another round of discussions with the chief ministers on April 11th before taking a final decision. Last week, Modi had told chief ministers to formulate a common but staggered exit strategy to lift the lockdown. Pushing for increased testing, health authorities are all set to conduct pool testing in some of the 436 districts of the country from where no case of COVID-19 has been reported. This will be done to get a realistic estimation of the spread of the disease and the areas will be selected based on information available. The government seems to have realized that there is a huge risk in taking any decision on the lockdown without adequate testing in the COVID-free districts. Odisha became the first state to extend the lockdown till April 30th. Chief Minister Naveen Patnaik has requested the centre not to start train and air services till the end of this month. Educational institutions in the state will remain closed till June 17th. As the number of infections are continuously rising in the country, Uttar Pradesh and Delhi on Wednesday sealed hotspots till April 15th to check the spread of the pandemic. Only medical services and home delivery of essential items will be allowed in the hotspots spread over 15 districts including Noida in Uttar Pradesh. 22 such hotspots have been identified in Noida alone. In Delhi, 22 small pockets, including lanes and apartment complexes, were notified as containment zones wherein tougher restrictions, including on essential services, will be implemented. More areas are likely to be sealed by the end of the day, which includes Central Delhi, Sadar Bazaar and pockets of West Delhi. About 30 health workers, including doctors and nurses of AIMS in Delhi, have been quarantined after a patient admitted to the neurological department tested positive for coronavirus. In Mumbai too, the BMC has declared 381 areas as containment zones. With 162 cases reported in the last 24 hours, Maharashtra witnessed its highest single-day jump in coronavirus count. The total number of coronavirus cases in Maharashtra are now at 1,297. As many as 143 new cases were confirmed from Mumbai alone. A BMC official said that the civic body will procure 1 lakh rapid test kits from South Korea. Maharashtra cabinet has approved a proposal to cut salaries of all state legislators by 30% for a year starting from this month. 
Gujarat Health Department reported 50 new cases in Ahmedabad, two in Surat and one each in Dahod, Anand and Chota Udaipur. The 55 fresh infections take the state's tally to 241. A private medical practitioner in Indore died of coronavirus today, taking the toll to 22 in Madhya Pradesh. The total number of coronavirus cases rose to 51 in Bihar. Most of the fresh cases were reported from Siwan. Karnataka has 191 cases so far after 10 more people tested positive. The Federation of Resident Doctors Association has written to the Home Minister Amit Shah demanding a Central Protection Act. This comes after reports of multiple attacks on doctors, nurses and medical staff from across the country. The Doctors Association further demanded that assault on medical officials be treated as a non-bailable offence. A similar incident occurred in Indore last week when health workers were attacked by residents after the workers tried to take away a woman suspected to be COVID positive to quarantine. Do read Pratik's report on the same titled WhatsApp message, a video and paranoia inside the attack on healthcare workers in Indore. President Donald Trump has described Prime Minister Narendra Modi as terrific for allowing the export of the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine to the US. He said India's help in the extraordinary times will not be forgotten. India, the largest producer of hydroxychloroquine, agreed to lift the ban on the export of the medicine to the US after Trump threatened of consequences. Meanwhile, the Reserve Bank of India has said in its monetary policy report that the coronavirus has drastically altered India's economic growth projections. According to the bank's statement, and I quote, Prior to the outbreak of COVID-19, the outlook for growth of 2020-2021 was looking up. The global economy is expected to slump into recession in 2020, as post-COVID projections indicate. Unquote. However, the central bank is reluctant to provide a GDP growth rate estimate at this point. The Indian Express today carried a scathing editorial critiquing Congress Party President Sonia Gandhi's suggestion to the Prime Minister to completely ban media advertising for two years. She had pitched the idea to the Prime Minister when he invited suggestions from opposition leaders for tackling the coronavirus crisis. The ban was, in fact, number one on Gandhi's list of five suggestions to the Prime Minister. The editorial said her idea was not surprising since her party had muffled press freedom during the emergency as well. The editorial went on to call the suggestion's timing as spectacularly bad, adding, and I quote, her call for a ban on advertising in the media shows a complete and completely shocking misunderstanding of news as a public good, the economics of its access, the fact that governments use public money to advertise and curbs on it have to follow due process. And, of course, the role of media as a countervailing institution in a democracy. Unquote. Dear listeners, as you can see, the importance of independent media, a voice free of any agenda, is now more important than ever. And we are proud to say that News Laundry is one such voice. We do not depend on the government or any other organization for advertisements. Our sustenance depends solely on our lovely subscribers who have consistently been supporting us despite all odds. If you are a non-subscriber listening to this right now, I urge you to go on and check out our website, newslaundry.com, right now. We have been doing our best to bring you ground reports, fact checks, podcasts and videos to keep you informed. Go through our website and if you think we're doing a good job, please subscribe to us. The lowest monthly plan starts at 300 bucks a month. Now for some international updates on the pandemic. According to data compiled by AFP, more than 1.5 million cases of coronavirus have been registered worldwide. 
Of the 1,502,478 cases, 87,320 people have died across 192 countries. The United States reported its highest toll in a single day on Tuesday with 1,973 fatalities, including 779 in New York State alone. By Wednesday evening, the U.S. had 431,838 cases of COVID-19, by far the highest anywhere in the world. The number of daily coronavirus-related deaths in Spain slowed down on Thursday as 683 fatalities were recorded in 24 hours. The total number of people who have succumbed to the virus now stands at 15,238 in the country. Italy may start to lift its current lockdown restrictions by the end of April if the spread of the disease in the country continues to slow. Prime Minister Giuseppe Conti told the BBC, and I quote, We need to pick sectors that can restart their activity. If scientists confirm it, we might begin to relax some measures already by the end of this month. Unquote. He warned that restrictions would only be eased gradually, adding that Italy could not lower its guard to the threat of the virus. On Wednesday, there were 542 coronavirus-related deaths in Italy, lower than 604 of the previous day. The death toll now stands at 17,669. The number of people in intensive care also declined from 3,792 to 3,693. Russia has reported a record one-day rise of 1,459 new cases of COVID-19, bringing its national total to 10,131. The number of reported deaths also increased by 13 to 76 today. China is showing increasing concern over asymptomatic cases of COVID-19, ordering closer monitoring and reporting of silent carriers of the virus. According to a report in the People's Daily, a state council body has issued directions that screening for such cases, where people are diagnosed with COVID-19 and are infective, even though they develop no symptoms, must be stepped up. The report said close contacts of confirmed cases, people involved in cluster outbreaks and travellers from high-risk areas should be all targeted. China has only been including asymptomatic cases in its daily tallies from this month. They are an estimated 18-31% to 31% of cases, according to Shanghai-based infectious disease doctor Zhang Wenhong. Iran's Ayatollah Ali Khamenei appealed to Iranians to pray at home during the fasting month of Ramadan to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. Iran has reported more than 4,100 deaths and 66,000 infections from the novel coronavirus, making the country's COVID-19 outbreak one of the worst in the world. Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman and King Salman went into isolation after dozens of members of the ruling Saudi family tested positive for coronavirus. Now for some non-coronavirus news. A Jaishe Mohammed commander was killed on Wednesday in an encounter between militants and security forces in North Kashmir's Sopor town. The joint forces in Arampura area of Sopor launched a search operation on Tuesday night after they received information regarding the presence of militants in the locality. Police said on Wednesday morning that they established contact with two to four militants present inside the house. In the ongoing operation, a militant identified as Sajid Nawab Dar was killed. The Jammu and Kashmir police confirmed the recovery of his body. The police tweeted saying that the killed terrorist threatened and intimidated peace-loving citizens of Sopor and its peripheral areas. According to the police, Dar used modern approaches of communication with other recruits of the outfit. He was well-versed in handling different weapons like the AK-series rifles, pistols and hand grenades. 
He was also involved in a number of terror acts. Bernie Sanders, the 78-year-old senator, has ended his presidential campaign for the 2020 Democratic nomination. As the current public health crisis intensifies, Bernie's withdrawal will most likely see former Vice President Joe Biden as the Democratic presidential nominee in an election against Donald Trump. In a live stream from his home in Vermont, Sanders said, and I quote, I cannot in good conscience continue to mount a campaign that cannot win and which would interfere with the important work required of all of us in this difficult hour. Unquote. Sanders gained popularity as a leading figure of the American left who called for political revolution and championed the American working class. While this campaign is coming to an end, Sanders said, our movement is not. Perhaps no single candidate has done more to reshape the Democratic Party in the past four years than Sanders. He popularized issues like Medicare for All and environmental reforms that formed the epicenter of debates during the 2020 presidential race. Though Sanders made it clear that Biden would be the party's next nominee and that he would actively support the former vice president, he said his name would remain on the ballot and he would continue to amass delegates in an effort to exert significant influence over the Democratic platform. In true Trumpian fashion, as if the 2020 presidential race were a children's board game, the current American president tweeted his response, and I quote, The Bernie people should come to the Republican Party, unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do read Ayan's report on a rice scam in Assam during the pandemic. His report is titled, Assam activists blow whistle on rice scam amid coronavirus lockdown. Police arrest them. While the police maintain that the arrest is related to a pending case, the activists and local residents allege that it is intended to cover up corruption. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.